Hello there, friends. Welcome to episode number eight of the Business and Fitness Podcast, but we forgot the yo. The yo Business yo. and Fitness Podcast with me yo. and Luca, 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 host of our, and today, guys, we're going to touch on a couple different things, loyalty and the long game, right? And two things that are synonymous with business is trying to create loyalty with not only your customers, but your staff, your team, even your significant other, right? Through the process of building a business, it's, there's a lot of stress involved. And when you're building businesses, we always want to play the long game. And one thing that Luke and I were talking about before we got on the episode today was like, man, there's so many new things popping up. There's, there's always something new. It's almost like fad diets. It's the same thing with business, right? There's the next new thing that's going to pull you from the depths of hell in your business. And what I believe is that building a strong foundation and then being consistent over time is really how you build a business long-term. Now, we're going to get down to the nuts and bolts of it, but the cool part about this topic is both of these things kind of, they, they, they work together like a puzzle. So let's start out with just playing the long game inside of our businesses, right? Luke and I have both been in business for a long time, combined almost shit 30 years at this point. It's kind of crazy to say that I was just using that face app and made myself look old, and that's kind of what it's <laughs> Side note. Did you hear this shit? Basically, it's a Russian app, and they think they're trying to get into our stuff. It's pretty wild, man. So, guys, just you know, turn your photo access off after you do your old pics. But <laughs> when you play in the long game, right, it it, it, it it requires planning and strategy. And I think that's a place where most new business owners, and I remember when I just got started, Luke, I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way. You just want to win, and you want to succeed so bad that it's easy to want to take shortcuts. And I'm going to be real with you guys. I have taken shortcuts in my businesses in the past because I wanted to make quick money and it came back to bite me. So I guess before I turn it over to you, Luca, like let's, let's lay this out and I'm going to pose you a question and then you can dive in and we can kind of bounce it back and forth as always. So, you know, what do you feel like when, when we say play in the long game in business, right? What are the things that you feel like are, are like absolutely required? To, to stay in the game. Remember, the, the, the average small business goes out of business, what, in the first five years, right? It's like 75%. It might be even faster now. So, Luca, you've been in business with Vigor Ground over 10 years, and you've been in business for yourself for well over that. So, what do you think is, is like really important? What are the parts that you can't miss out on when it comes to building a business long-term or just playing the long game in general? Uh, so, first of all, I didn't get, you know, I want to make sure that like it's, I don't have notes in front of me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak from the gut and just kind of go with it. But I, I, you know, first of all, is like most of the time, like a lot of times you're searching, right? I mean, when we all started, like think about when you started. When I started, I mean, I know that you know you want to be you want to be great, and you want you know when you say you want to win, you know win. I don't know at the beginning just means um, not to say that you're not you're not focusing on being you know doing an excellent job, but like you might be in scarcity and it's like, Hey, I got to pay the bills. I got to pay rent. You know? Uh, yeah. Vi victory one is keeping the doors open guys. Like, let's be real. The first three years of business yeah. are like, Hey, let's just, let's just keep the doors open and make enough money to feel like you made the right decision and to prove everyone wrong that doubted you when you started it in the first place that said, man, this isn't going to work. I mean, to me that's fuel, but yeah, for me personally, Luke, and I know you were the same way, obviously we won't, we, you know, deep down we had this desire to become great at what we did. But man, the first couple of years at least are like learning the ropes and just doing whatever it takes to keep the doors open. 
And two, and, and, and I mean, you know, it's different because some people might have been in the game for a while and then, you know, they know that this is what they want to do when they open a gym. So if we're talking about opening a gym, uh, you know, opening your own business, then, then certainly like at that point in time, I, I, I think most people are like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm deep into this. I, I love this. I want to do this long term. Um, but even when you open, like, you know, you're so, I would say, focused and so, you know, like I said, so uh, zoned in on just like, man, are we going to, you know, are we, are we going to get the numbers this month? You know, are we going to, like when you're launching stuff, you're like, hey, is it a positive launch? Are we going to be healthy by, you know, month three or six or for bigger companies, it might be, you know, the first year or whatever it may be. And, you know, people will say goal setting, um, but like from, you know, from personally experiencing this and all the people that, you know, we've talked to and coached, and there's been a lot like, you know, no bullshit, like legitimately a lot of people that we've coached and continue to coach. You get the, you know, you'll notice that at the beginning, like there's just not as much clarity around the vision and mission. And that's okay too, first of all. Like, I don't want to make you feel like, you know, you're dumb. Cause, I, you know, if you ask me, I don't know, seven years ago when I'm like three years plus into, you know, Vigor uh, here in Seattle, not, you know, not our, our, our gym in Slovenia there, but I could, you know, nowhere near clarify the mission, the vision, the goal, you know, I'd probably go like, Hey man, like, I, you know, I want to help people transform and I want to be the best at this. And like, you know, I, I'd have, I had some, some stuff, you know, that I could like, I could be clear on, but it wasn't like today. If you, if you ask me about Vigor Ground, man, I'll tell you like the, you know, the, the in-depth clear story, the, the values, the, the narrative, the, the hero's journey, you know, the, the, the taglines, the whole shebang, right? Because, you know, as you go through it, it's like, it's like the, uh, you know, chipping away at that statue. You know what I mean? Like, look, and think about it, man. Like if it, most people don't have to give themselves permission, which you did is that, Hey, as you grow as a person, your vision is going to change as you Absolutely. grow and change and adapt. And man, if it doesn't like you're, you're, yeah. if it doesn't, that's a problem. Hmm. You know, if, if honestly, because, you know, I have this saying, I say, man, I can't believe how stupid I was last month. You know, and um, and, and I say that every month, obviously, because that's my way of you know just constantly being a, a, a beginner, you know, being a white belt, being a, you know, learning. And sometimes, look, you gotta be you gotta be open to, you know, I will say, change your belief systems because that's a lot of times what might be holding you back. You know, I there's a point in time where where things change for me. I was like, wow, man, like, you know, I know. I, I've been studying training and nutrition, like the X's and O's and the science of it for years and years and years and years. And really like so much of the, the magic happens in, you know, the chain psychology, the communication, active listening, the social environments, the behavior change, the pedagogy, the, you know what I mean? Like, and then I went, you know, for six, seven years, I just went on this crazy ride of like learning as much as I possibly can about that and the brain and neurology, you know, and, and once again, but like there was a flip, right? I had to change my belief system. Like, hey, like there's a lot more to this if we're going to help people change. There's a lot more to this if I'm going to lead my team in the best way. I'm like, holy, you know, holy fuck. I was so wrong about all these different things. Luca, how but, many, how much do you think? So I know that I know the answer for myself, but for our listeners, like so much of how we operate and so much of our self-belief is really learned from our families and our friends at a young age. And I know that a lot of my bad habits as well as my good habits were learned, right? And which means if you've learned them, you can unlearn them, guys. 
So just because you've operated in a certain type of way for a period of time, that doesn't dictate the fact that you're going to continue to do that. But it's going to take a lot more work. The older you get, the more work it's going to take to almost like clean the hard drive and, you know, openable control, delete that bitch to get to the point where you start looking at things differently. And I've watched Luca go through this. I have too. We had to do a lot of personal work on ourselves to get to the point where stress doesn't bother us as much anymore. So we can play the long game and maybe play a little riskier at times and, and build things with a vision that actually, man, shit, Luke, when you bought your building, right? You deplete your bank accounts to a certain level that you're used to your money being at a certain point security wise. Same for me with the stuff I'm working on now, right? It's like you see money going out of the account and it takes resolve to hang in there and believe in the vision that it's going to work, which is what you did along the way with Vigor. And what you do with everything is that you're strong-willed and strong-minded. And you were always that way, but it's you become more convicted over time. And I've watched it as, you know, as almost like, I don't want to say a voyeur because that's creepy, but I get to watch from the outside being your friend and, you know, watching our clients and my clients and you have individual clients as well and all the people that we've worked with. Like, guys, your vision's going to change with, how you change. And that's why Luca and I push so strongly to number one, get out and go to events. Number two, hire coaches and mentors that are doing what you want to do. And number three, don't be afraid guys to go to your, your weak point. And what I mean by that is, man, like there was a point in my life where I didn't like feel like allow myself to feel emotion for like four or five years. So like that affected my business because I was so like bound up. Right. And Luca went through something similar. And, you know, we have relationships with our families and sometimes they're strained and sometimes they're not. And I'm not trying to go way off the path here, but you guys got to understand that life is all interconnected. Everything affects everything. And if you're trying to build something long term, consistency plays the biggest part. And if you have a story in your mind that you're not consistent or your dad wasn't consistent or a teacher told you in third grade that you're a piece of shit and you're not consistent, that person should be fired, by the way. It just, it, it, it does affect us. And there's a book I want to suggest to you guys, and it may sound like something that has nothing to do with the long game, but it's called Unfuck Your Brain by Faith G. Harper. And she, and she does the best job. That It's literally the best book I've ever read on trauma and our behaviors and our patterns. And I apply it directly to business because guess what, guys? Our, every action we take starts as a thought in your mind, right, Luke? So like, so much of the vision and the long game depends on our day-to-day, I don't want to say mood, but it is affected, right? And how we handle stress and obstacles and all these things. What do you think on that? You know what? I'm glad you brought this up. So a number of things that pop up into my mind as you're, as you're sharing this is one of the things is that like, you know, now, um, actually I was just uh, studying a bunch of this, right? Like we've talked in the last years, you know, so much about uh, emotional intelligence and social intelligence, very, very important factors. And right now there's, there's actually a metric that is being able to be measured that, you know, a lot of companies now are actually creating tests for, and it's called uh, adaptability intelligence, right? Which, which is saying that like, basically it's even more important than emotional and social intelligence. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily disagree. I think it's just as important, but it's like we are living in a time of massive, I mean, literally like it's, we've never experienced change that is so fast and you have to be able to adapt. 
right? You have to be able to adapt. You have to be, and to adapt, you have to, first of all, be able to have a different belief system. Like your, your attitudes are connected to your beliefs. So if you, like, if we have a conversation and, uh, you know, and I have a certain belief system that, that's holding me back somewhere. And like, you start giving me this awesome tactical and strategic advice. You're like, Hey Luke, man, like, you know, here's what's, what's going on with Instagram. Like, here's this webinar thing. And like, you give me all this tactical shit, right? That's great. If my belief doesn't support like change or growth or looking at a different perspective, what you tell me is irrelevant, completely irrelevant. I will not do anything with it, even though it's great information because my belief then creates an attitude that doesn't support, you know, these, these different things. So that means like right off the bat, like straight up, like you can look it up, you know, cause we could dive into this topic and, and I'd be happy to talk about it, but look up adaptability intelligence, like look at that marker and what are some, uh, some things associated with, but people that can, you know, in stressful times, just make the turn, like, and not even, not necessarily not stress. Like, look, I stress, right? Like, it's just the way that I deal with it. And you, you know, I mean, obviously we, we've known each other for a long time. We know how we used to deal with stress. Not, um, not well, everyone. That is not, the not, not the greatest way, you know, not of dealing with stress. Well. I mean, everything from when I was younger, I mean, I deal with stress with a lot of anger and, and just, you know, combustion. Like, I just fucking explode like the Hulk. And then from there, we, you know, we funneled it into, you know, partying and drugs and a lot of different things. Like, um, but, you know, like I said, a lot of self-work to get that place now where like there could be some, I mean, I, I don't like this past, you know, 10 days, I've had like a couple of things happen that are, I don't know, I'd say pretty damn fucking stressful, you know, business related. And, you know, I, I just, I don't spend a lot of time being focused on the problem. Right. Luke, I just, so this is, that's a great point. So look at it this way, guys, uh, playing the long game, you're going to experience a lot of stress along the way. You're going to experience a lot of us and down. Inevitable. Go ahead, Luke. No, I was going to say, it's, an, it's, an, it's completely inevitable. I think this is what you have to know, like your belief system has to start to be that like, change, like not only that change will happen, it's just like you're, you're expecting it. Like it's, it's coming. It's right? almost like going into a, an MMA fight, but you think you're not going to get punched. <laughs> like literally, yes. you're driving in the rain, but you're expecting your, your windshield wipers not to have to turn on at some point. Like Actually, guys, you know what? the I long game... The long game in anything, whether it's a relationship, there's no perfection. So there's no such thing as a perfect game. So we can just preface the whole conversation with that, right? There's no perfect game, which means you're going to hit obstacles. You're going to hit walls, which is why we, you know, Luke and I keep talking about vision, which is why the vision and the strategy and the planning is so important because when shit goes sideways, right, you will reduce yourself to your lowest level of habit. And if you don't have another like that, that vision or that drive to lean back on, this is when a lot of people take those shortcuts or they do things that aren't in line with who they really are, what they want to build. Guys, you, I couldn't tell you how many people I've talked to that own gyms that have had to shut down or are about to shut down because they built this humongous facility that they never really even wanted. And all of the stress, and Luke and I know this, like all the stress that comes along with having employees and paying bills on a big facility. Now, Luca bought his building because he did things the right way and played the long game. So it's the perfect guy to actually teach this, right? The perfect guy to teach it is somebody that's still doing it, still growing, still in the trenches. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you guys today is to kind of shine the light on, hey, how did, how did Luca do it? 
How did I do it for 10 years? How do we continue to do what we're doing? And I think if you don't have that vision and that, I don't want to say purpose because the, the, that whole thing is so overused, but it's true, right? The, your true driver behind everything that you're doing, if there's not a big reason behind it, I think that's when people start building things that don't matter because they're just doing it for money. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, because once again, like what is the long, like the long game? I mean, this will sound kind of cornyish, but you know, it, it, there's no way around like, you know, uh, I forgot who I was talking about the other day. It was somebody here at the gym that's, that's uh, a friend of my friend, let's just put it that way. Um, and, you know, we're, we're talking about business and entrepreneurship and, you know, he's telling me his vision about launching his business and by year two, you know, he wants to really remove himself. And I'm just like, oh man, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand that. Right? I'm like, well, why are you trying to build the business? And it's like, everything was driven behind like this kind of growth, building, selling, you know, and it's, and I'm saying, look, there's people that, you know, are investors and, you know, and that's what they do. Um, but in majority of situations, if you don't love what you do, right. If you don't have this bigger vision and like, like you said, the vision changes, but imagine the vision being like, Hey, right now I'm at the bottom of a mountain, you know, I'm going to get to peak a, and once I get to peak a, I'm like, Oh, look, there's, you know, a higher mountain peak B, peak B. like that's, you know, that's kind of like how vision goes, but you got to have a trajectory and a vision. And if the vision is completely, uh, I would say, uh, based on external, uh, external things, like, like I said, wealth, money, fame, you know, what I, I like to call resume values, right? Resume values to me are status, wealth, fame, right? Uh, and there isn't some eulogy value. I mean, you know, eulogy values are like there's something deeper that's driving you. There's this mission, um, you know, that's just going to fucking be tough. That's part of the long game, right? That's part of the long game where you have this desire to build something that matters, you know, to you, your community, the people around you, you know, your team. And to achieve that, guess what? Then you can do 15 hour days and 12 hour days and 16 hour days and seven days a week. Not to say like, that's the goal. I'm saying when you're building shit, like from the get go, it's going to take that a lot of times. And Luca, you know, how many times did you draw out what, like how many times did you like map this out, draw this out? write this out, speak this out loud, just so these guys understand how many like variations of the vision have happened, how many times you've sat down and planned and strategized and talked and shared the vision and then, you know, had to go back, wipe the board clean, kind of redo it. Like how many times do you think that you've gone through this? I mean, I, I can't even, I can't count. I think the term is fulfilling. The fulfilling. It's, it's, you know what's funny is like AJ Roberts came to uh, the old vigor, uh, I don't know, like years and years ago. I mean, I specifically remember this one time. I was helping him out with his hip mobility and some training and stuff. And uh, we we're in an office, and behind my, my, my desk, there was a, a, just a, a whiteboard, you know, that's uh, painted on the wall pretty much. And I, on there, I wrote Tomorrowland. And Tomorrowland was essentially a Tomorrowland is what I call like, you know, writing out the future and then looking backwards, right? Like that's kind of like how I explain it. And um, on, the, on that whiteboard where it was, it said 10,000 square foot plus gym. It said smoothie bar. It said, um, you know, semi-private area, this, that, physical therapy, um, you know, all these different things, like specific things. And like this is, I mean, this is legitimately five, six years prior to, uh, you know, the, the, vigor, the vigor life building. And I mean, it was, you know, it's funny because like when AJ, AJ came to the grand opening um, and at the grand opening, he's, he's like, man, like this is the exact thing you had written on that board like six years ago or like, you know, five, six years ago. 
that's crazy. Um, and but that's you know, but that's kind of like the I'm a, I'm a, I think we're most you know most of us are visual people, but you know for me it's like drawing stuff out, you know, drawing charts, crossing it out, you know, that that's part of it. Like I I think it's important to be creative. I think it's important to put pen to paper, you know, draw out your dreams, not just write them out, like draw them out, you know, um, and play around. And, and like I said, some of this shit's going to be like, oh, this is dumb. You know, you cross it out. But like, as you do it, you know, the more you, you do it, the more you figure it out. It's just why like you, and you know me, like I, I'll talk a lot, right? I talk out my ideas. That's my way of expression. So when I talk to people, as I'm talking, like I'm actually building the, the idea through creativity. And that's why I talk so much about where we're going, right? Like, what's the goal? Like, where are you going with Vigor, right? And like, and I just start talking about it. I start building that, the next, you know, mountain, mountain How seed, important mountain. do you think it is to speak these things into existence, right? The, the, the more, I know for myself, I don't want to answer for you, but for myself, the more I talk about something, the more clear I get on the actual vision or what I want. So the more I share it, the more I speak it into existence. And I know that sounds like some hoo-hoo, like, you know, take some crystals and rub them on your nipples kind of stuff. But guys, the truth of the matter is it all starts in your mind. So I agree with Luca 100%. The more you draw this out, the more you literally draw it out, write it out, speak it out, uh, have conversations with your significant others, and, and make sure here's one side note. Have these conversations 95% of the time with people that actually support said vision, right? Don't have these conversations with people that are generally negative or that don't necessarily want to see you win. Because it's very easily, easy, you're easy to get discouraged through this process, right? There's gonna be times where you put your head in your hands and you go, I don't know if I wanna do this anymore. Like, I, I, I wanna do something else. And it, you know, it's like the grass is greener on the other side syndrome, where you think that an online fitness business or you know, whatever the hell kind of business, selling insurance or whatever the hell is gonna be easier, but business is business is business. And the crazy part is, guys, is you bring your bad habits from one business to another. I know this because I've bounced around quite a bit. I knew at the end of a 10-year career of owning a gym, I just knew that my vision was not, that was not part of my vision moving forward. And that's okay. If you look at what you're doing, you go, man, like this is not what I want to do anymore. That's okay. But So what are you going to do next? The vision then transforms into something different, right? But I didn't move from the gym because it got tough. That's not why I left. I left because, hey, I wanted a vision of, hey, I don't really want to live in upstate New York year-round anymore, right? I want to have an opportunity to travel. So where, as opposed to Luca, which was vigor is it, right? Vigor, it, the gym, vigor, the movement, vigor, uh, helping kids. And what, what's your charity called, Luke, the one that you're doing with the kids? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's actually not a charity. It's a, it's a for-profit involved enterprise. It's a vigor dream, and we're, we're having our first uh, group in September. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, once again, part of, you know, part of the, it's, it's an evolution of, you know, getting to the point where, you know, you just, you just go like, Hey, like I believe, I, I think I mentioned this in some of the past podcasts, but you know, the businesses should be profitable, of course, because one, it's the only way they can survive Two, It's the only way they can innovate and evolve. It's the only way that they can, you know, support the people in the business that deserve it. It's, you know, all these, all these important things, but you know, if, the, if, if, if business is only about profit, I think you're doing it wrong. You know what I mean? Like, and I wouldn't say that maybe many years ago, but today, like I believe every business, including small business, maybe, maybe even more than anything, small business, right. Um, 
is to have social impact and to have impact in your community. I think it's I think, comparable to like when they say if you have it over, if you make over more than $70,000, like you're, you know, you're wealthier than what 90% of the world. And it's that same. You know, if you make, if you know, if you make more than $20,000, yeah, you're, you're yeah, but I'm saying like the, the point is, is once you make over a specific amount, they said it doesn't necessarily affect your happiness. And it, the same goes for business, right? At a certain point when you've reached, uh, from when you've gone from scarcity to abundance, right? From not knowing what the hell you're going to do or if you're going to make it or be able to pay the bills to like, Hey, I'm actually putting money in my pocket every month. It, it's a big change in mindset. And I watched Luca do, do this and I've done this myself where you add another layer of purpose behind it, which is, Hey, I'm not just here to, to make money. I'm here to create impact as well. Right. We're not just here to now. Now the cool part is, is now the impact drives the profit and vice versa. The more money you make, the more impact you can make. The purpose drives both. And I believe personally that that is the only way to make it through the long game of anything, right? Is communication, vision, planning, strategy, having the ability to listen, right? Not only listen to your gut, but listen to your team, listen to the people that are, that are on your team, including your significant other that may see things that you can't see. Right, guys, you, there's no successful person in the world that's a know-it-all. And if they are, they won't be successful for long. So being able to take input from all these things, but also be able to trust your voice throughout the process of the wins and the losses and the ass whoopings and the times where Luke and I were on the phone and we're like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose all my hair, which would be a travesty. And Luke already lost all of his hair, but like he was going to start losing his arm hair and all this crazy shit. But you know what it made us? stronger it we adapted to it strong word of the day right adaptability survival of the fittest right this is like how creatures survive species survive because of adaptability right and i think because we've become so technological it almost seems look like we're forgetting like that this is a natural part of life you have to adapt or you die it's very yeah, i mean and it, and it and it literally but what that's the thing is like the it's, it's not you know it's not the strongest or the smartest or the it just is the most adaptable. That's it. So you can, and you can train adaptability in your life. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you can, obviously you train it every day. And I mean, it's a lot to cover here, but like, you know, when we, you know, we're doing like, a, and continue to do and have our habits and, you know, whether it's core four and like meditation and like whatever it was, like we were building all those properties and characteristics, right? Hey, how do you, how do you handle um, like stress? and like you know hurricane i mean when i say hurricanes i mean like hurricanes in your life right like stuff that's just everything's all over the place like how do you control it how do you how do you stand in the eye of the storm and make powerful decisions right adaptability right how do you like how does some crazy shit happen and you know and you can turn the corner and not be stuck you know because people get frozen it's like fight flight or freeze type of thing right they either just run away from the problem think it's not there or you know, or fighting sometimes isn't good either. Like you have to, you have to be able to consciously make decisions that lead you into the better place. And so I wanted to bring this up. You were talking about this earlier. I wanted to bring it up. This might scare some of you. Like when I bring it up, people don't like to talk about it. You know what I think about? Like, I think about, you know, like right now the economy is actually at its best in the last 13 years, right? It's, it's been going up and up and up. I know recession's coming. Like it's coming, you know, like, is it 24 months, 36 months? less i don't know but i'm thinking about it like i'm preparing for it like i'm thinking about what happens like do you ask yourself a question like hey in the next 18 months 
what if you're what if you're having twelve thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, eight thousand, whatever you know the size of your gym is, losses per month to keep it alive. What would you do? How are you going to prep for it right now, so that you don't have to let people go? So how are you going to prep for it right now, so that you know, like you can continue to pay the mortgage? How can you know what I'm saying? Like these are questions that are real questions that people don't think about, and then when the time comes, it's going to be like, oh my god. There's a fucking recession. Oh shit. Like, oh, I didn't see it coming. Come on, man. Like, we know it. You know what I mean? Like, do the due diligence. But guess what? Like, this is all I'm creating scenarios right now. That's adaptability, right? It's training it. I'm I'm literally like writing out scenarios like this. Like, it's gonna happen. I don't know when, but I'm gonna prep for it because I don't want to get hit in the next 18 months with it and be like, you know, deer in headlights. Oh my god, what the fuck will we do? Right. So it's like, man, isn't it better to just already have a plan and work that plan? I agree, so, man. I, I, so I, I think have losses. You know what I mean? Like, there's a vast, not to cut you off, I just want to make this point home again like we've been doing before. Guys, there's a vast difference between being prepared and being chicken little, right? Being the sky is falling. Luke is not telling you to be negative and to be like, a, you know, worrying about all the shit that might happen, conspiracy theories. He's saying, hey, you need to take a hard look at your finances, at your business, at your KPIs, across the board to make sure that if and when, not when, when this shit happens, not if, when this shit happens, that you aren't one of these people that's going to crash, that's going to be done for. See, Luke and I prepare ourselves to say, hey, in times of a recession, we want to be the guys that are actually buying property because the price is so low. We want to be the guys that have so much money set aside because we've been cerebral and smart with our money that we can capitalize in a downturn market. And that's all we're teaching you guys, right? We, I'm sure, Lou, we could probably do a four-hour podcast on all of this shit. But when it comes down to the long game, I really do think it's the few things that you touched on, which we both kind of talked about. Having a vision, having a strategy, having a plan, but making that plan and strategy fluid and adaptable throughout the process, right? This is an endurance game. This is not a sprint. This is an endurance game. And if you want to stay in the game long-term, you also have to make sure you do little things like go on vacation, take small breaks from your business, right? Trust your employees, build them up the right way so they can take more responsibility, which is cool because we got a question through Luca's Instagram and it was about loyalty, right? Loyalty with employees. And now listen, Luca and I have both dealt with employees and listen, I'll be straight with you guys. I was not the best boss. I was not easy to work for. I expected a lot, a lot, a lot. And you know what? Sometimes I was short with my employees. I wasn't the greatest leader. I probably didn't pay them as much as I could have. And ultimately, that's why I couldn't keep my business open when I wanted to leave the area. I just did not structure it the right, the right way. So the question is like, hey, how do, how do you build loyalty or how do you keep people loyal over time? And before I pass it on to Luca, who's been through, listen, man, he's been through the ringer with employees, like had, perhaps he still has some wonderful, you know, team members, but have also dealt with guys and girls leaving and creating problems and poaching clients. And I went through the same thing and my, when I had my gym open and I think business is business. I think you're going to deal with stuff like this, no matter what type of business you're in, but the barrier to entry with fitness is, is still quite low which means people can come in, they can see how well you're doing. And sooner or later, they may not want to be an employee anymore. And you can't really fault them for that. But what we can kind of discuss today is say, here are the things that we did 
right, right? And here are some things that we did wrong. But the one thing I want to throw on top before I turn this over to Luca is, hey, guys, listen, you can't expect things from others that you're not willing to do yourself. So if you don't lead with being loyal, and really loyal is a definition that really has to be defined by each individual person, right? Because the first person you have to be loyal to is yourself and then your significant other, your family members, and then you start working into, okay, you know, friends and, and then you have business associates and all these things. But it, I think it comes down to ethics and morals and who you really are as a person and how you were raised. So Luke, why don't we do this? I'm going to play like interviewer right now. So what do you feel like are the things that 100% you've done right to help? And, and this question was specific to your team members, right? Your employees. So what do you feel like you've done really, really well? That's two reallys. So like, you know, it's serious. What have you done really well to help build loyalty? And I would say connection in your teams. I would say, right. This is me trying to not, uh, I would say not, not, not going on a long rant, but like, keep it, keep it short and, and concise. But certainly, I mean, certainly the investment in, you know, in the team, in the people more so than, I mean, I would say anybody, right? And, and for the long, long time, for a long time too, like, you know, the mistake of thinking that uh, investment in education is, is enough, you know what I mean? But like, because the, the education has to be, uh, or should I say the investment has to be both, uh, I would say, from an education span, standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, you know, mental standpoint, like that's the, right? It's not enough to just go, hey, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, teaching and, and education and coaching. Um, and that's it, right? There has to be more than that. So, but I would say that's the biggest thing, like where, where you can you sit down and, and say that you give your best, um, you know, when it comes to developing, you know, developing the team. Right. And developing means a lot of things. Right. It's not just like it means a lot of things. I mean, it's investing in also their vision and their future and what they want. Right. I, I would say that's certainly number one. And not to say that I can't continue to improve on that. Like, you know, because through a lot of mistakes and what you mentioned in the past, I learned, you know, you learn the hard way and you go like, well, you know what? Like, I'm not I'm not doing well enough here. Right. And then you, you obviously you adapt. Right. We just talked about adaptability this whole this whole episode. And you turn the corner and you get better, you know, and you admit that maybe you didn't do something well. But I, I think that's one of the things that I, I, that I see of a lot in the industry um, is maybe the blinders, you know, the blinders of, of like the, you know, wanting the business to do great and do well, but not, not feeling that like, you know, developing each individual in the team to its highest level is part of that. Like, that's what I see. Right. Um, Cause I mean, first of all, like we have to, you know, what's the definition of loyalty even, right? It's a strong feeling of support of allegiance or, you know, uh, you're, if you're faithful and devoted to someone or something, you're loyal, right? So being, you know, obviously, and you said it, like, first of all, you know, be devoted to and loyal to yourself, to your values. Uh, because if, if, we, if we talk to people, and it, this comes back down to core values and culture and everything, right? But if you talk to somebody and said, Hey, you know, what are the, what are the most important thing, like these uh, characteristics uh, and values in your life? And people will say shit like, you know, um, loyalty and like learning and da, da, da. so they say the words. And then if you went, you know, and next to the words, you said, okay, cool. What, what does that look like? Well, learning means, you know, that 
they're constantly improving and educating. Okay, cool. When's, what's the last seminar you did? Oh, it was you know, like 16 months ago. Like, okay, that's not fucking, you know, you're not, you're not learning and developing. It's the last seminar you went to or a course you did or whatever, you know, it was 16 months ago. But you, but, but you, you wrote the word down though, right? The, the word, yeah, like we, we, we know Kaizen and, and growth and blah, 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 right? So like living out those words and like really how do they look like in real life, right? It's kind of like the, having the, the audio match the video. Like that's probably, you know, the most important part, like being loyal to yourself and the values that you stand for and represent because now you're like, you're the beacon, right? So it starts there. And then obviously how do you get the devotion and faithfulness to, to the mission, to the vision? Like, Hey, what are we all like working together towards? Right? Like that, that would be, you know, uh, a very important thing. Like uh, in, in um, the culture code, it talks about navigation over inspiration. Right. Not like instead of just like, hey, I'm inspiring, I'm inspiring. It's like navigating. Like, where are we going? Right. Where are we going? Like, where is the ship going? Like and to this North Star that that matters, like so that the goal is, is, is big. It matters more so than, all right, well, you know, we're going to make money. We're going to do this. And like, no, it's, it's bigger than that. Right. So those those are like two things I think that once again, I, I've continued to improve on and and, and do well with and, and, and continue. Like, I'm, I'm, you already know, I mean. I don't think there's anybody more committed to um, investing in education um, of of everybody on the team. I mean, period. So, so that's certainly one of the things. Now, with that, I'd like to bring something up, right? Because this is something that I turned a corner on. Um, because I think what's really, really important, and this will gel together, is like how do you, you know, that even when you bring somebody on a team, like, you know, I didn't think about this as much, you know, back in the day, but um, I got this from, from Danny Meyer, who to me is, you know, an un, unspoken mentor, meaning like, you know, I, I learn everything from the guy and every book and every course and every blog and every, everything that you can imagine. You know, one of the greatest restaurateurs of our time, um, I was 24 James Beard Awards. I mean, and now he has a billion dollar company with, because he built, he also started Shake Shack. Um, but you know, if anybody ever wants to read one of, to me, one of the best business books ever, but one of the best, greatest customer experience books ever. It's called setting the table and I, I reread it. I reread it. I mean, I read it over and over again, over again. It's that good. Um, and it's, it's like, you know, there's an example in there about, you know, it's, it's called the 51 ers, right? The 51 rule. And a 51 rule is basically like, it goes like this, right? If you, if I, if I, if you know everything technically, so let's take the fitness space, right? You, you know, everything technically about uh, fitness. So program design, and understanding the science, you know, of power production and absolute strength and energy systems and, you know, internal and external cues and, you know, on the nutrition side, you know, the X's and O's and, you know, the, the chemistry that happens and, and, and so on and so forth. And like, hey, the macros and the breakdowns and all that. Okay, if you're 100% proficient and competent in those things, you would get 49 out of 100 points. The other 51 are the other side, like, caring about people, right? How you treat people, having, being fulfilled by the fact that you help 51, right? And it's, uh, it uses a great example. It's like, imagine that like, you know, uh, you have light bulbs and the goal of the business, right? The goal of the business is to attract the moth, right? Like the, the, the light attracts the moth and the light is obviously also like the, um, you know, not only the competence, but like the marketing and all that good stuff. 
Well, imagine that the 51% is the heat, right? The heat keeps the moth around the bulb. And a lot of businesses are like a, a, a bright light that is cold and fluorescent. You know, it's like completely cold. And that 51, so now it's like, you know, building the team and like everything, you know, the thought process behind it is like these five emotional skills that I look for way more than technical competence. I, honestly, I'd, I'd rather, you know, like I would say, train and educate all the other stuff and, and get the foundation of this. And those five are, number one is, is kindness and optimism. Um, and I mean, obviously, like being a kind and optimistic person, just science proves that people are happier. They do better in life. But man, like we work long hours. I mean, like it's the industry, we're working long, long hours. I want to be surrounded by friendly, hopeful people, right? Skeptics rarely work out well on any team. You know what I mean? Like if you got a skeptic, if I get on a phone call and somebody's being negative and skeptic, like right off the bat in the first 10 minutes, like why the fuck would I ever hire a person like that? Right? It's instantly like deflating. It's instantly a push off. So number one, emotional skill is kindness and optimism. Number two, intellectual curiosity. Right? Do you approach each moment as an opportunity to learn something new? Man, that's an incredible, you know, I would say, skill. Does this person, is it a, they're a sponge. You know what I mean? Like they're just looking to learn, 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 learn. Number three, work ethic. Right? In addition, addition to being like trainable on how to do a job the right way, does it matter to you that, that, that the job, that you're doing a job as, as best as it can possibly be done? Right? That, like that skill is like, Man, I, you know, it's like, once again, hard to train, right? Not the same people can't change, but like, that's hard to train. So Luke, would like, you say that the, one of the most important pieces about creating a loyal team is actually happens before, during the hiring process? That's what I'm hearing. Yes. I mean, right? I mean, yeah, and I say yes, because like there, there are certain things that like you just can't, or, or let's just say not that you can't, like you don't have the time to change. You can't you know? force change on someone else. No matter, realistically, dude, we, the you know, part. No, on, on that Even 51 if you a million dollar briefcase in front of some people, they're still going to behave most likely. They're not going to change long term, right? Unless they get sick of their own bullshit, right? We can assist and help and, and hold them accountable. But at the end of the day, we cannot change other people. So, you know, hire slow, fire fast kind of idea. Make sure the person is the right person for the job. Give them specific tests. You know, in Lucas' case, He's having them come and do an internship for 90 days. Well, shit, in 90 days, if you don't get to know someone, you're not on the floor paying attention, right? I mean, at the end of the day, these are all the things that play a massive, massive, massive part in working with anyone, right? Not just employees, but strategic partners, joint ventures, you know, people that Absolutely. you Absolutely, and here's the thing, man. Even marketing. on that, like, Go ahead. I, 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 want, I want to bring that, even, even on that end, like, I messed up during, like, you know, I think the internship model is phenomenal um, and we continue to use that. I think it's great. But even in that, like sometimes, you know, my desire, you know, cause I'm, I'm like, uh, when you break it down, I'm, I'm the helper, right? I always want to help people. I always want to, you know, that whole like be the savior scenario, like for a long time, um, you know, I'd be like, man, I see potential. Cause I see potential in everybody. I really fucking do, man. Like, you know, and so I would take them on, even though, even though these five uh, traits and I still have got, Two, two, uh, two to go through, but like these five traits, they wouldn't have them. But I'm like, yeah, but I can change them, right? And like, and that was, and I would be hurting not only myself, but like the team, the business, because I did that, you know. And I, I, this is important to understand because we, we at the beginning we started about like that personal growth, right? 
uh, being adaptable, being, being able to look at the hard stuff, being able to look at your belief systems and how they're driving your attitudes and how that's driving your behavior. Like, and this is a perfect example of like strategically, like me doing the right things, but because of certain, not addressing certain personal things, I would still make decisions that led to, you know, not the best outcome. Right. And, and I, and I want to bring that up because we, you know, we do, we live in a, in a lot of like, even the business coaching and stuff is like, you know, you're given, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, we started doing this podcast so we could answer a lot of questions so that we could, you know, guide people, give them good advice. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of tactical and strategic, strategic stuff that we'll share. But at the end of the day, man, like that's, you know, you got to work on you. And sometimes that means a lot of times that means like being surrounding yourself with, you know, great mentors and great people and groups and masterminds because they're going to poke you, right? You're going to adhere to the tribes at a standard. And to, to come to that realization and start changing your, your belief systems, which will then lead to better decisions, right? And so I wanted to bring that up because it's important because you might be like, oh, cool. Well, all we got to do is do an internship. Well, listen, if you have a lens of the world a certain way, you might do an internship but still make a dumb decision, you know, for your business, period. So I, I want to bring that up. And, and then I want to finish off with these last two. Uh, I mean, they're just as important as the first three, but like very important, right? Uh, number four is empathy and self-awareness. Do you know your own personal weather report? I, I like to call it a weather report, right? And how it's impacting other people and even you today. Like how, you know, how do you affect other people? You know, shitty mood. Is that rubbing off on people? Are you getting irritated, right? Like what is, what is your, I would say, personal and client management like, right? Do you care how your actions make other people feel? Like, is there, there I man, I'm trust, like, I'm sure you know, you know, people that like would operate in a certain way and woe is me and like, you know, victim, and it would make other people, you know, other teammates or, or, or the, um, the clients feel a certain way, but they were so woe is me that they didn't, either they weren't aware of it, you know, most of the time not even aware of it or didn't care, right? So number four, empathy and self-awareness, massive. And number five is integrity. Do you have the judgment to do the right thing even when no one else is looking? I mean, how fucking, you know, so simple, right? We talk about it, but how important is that? So that's, you know, so now I look at that filter and it's like those five emotional skills during my, during the 90 day, um, I would say internship, we see that. And even when people come in, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at those five, but then in those 90 days, I'm really able to see, see that. And then the thing is, even if they don't know that much, like if they're a people person, they want to work hard, they have intellectual curiosity, they're self-aware and empathetic, they have integrity, they're kind, man, like I can teach them anything. Here's right? one thing I'll say guys is you have to learn to trust your gut. One thing that, that, that I can say, and Luca will back this up is I read people and it's usually spot on. And the reason for that is I'm, I've become aware and I like to be an observer, even though I like to joke and make people laugh. You guys got to learn to trust your instincts, right? And the further we move towards technology, the further away we move from instincts. And when you meet someone, remember, there's sociopaths in the world that will make you believe that they're the greatest thing in the world. And they have all those five traits and other, other things on top of it all. So you have to learn that if, if, it, if, if you smell something off, you're usually right. <laughs> you're usually right. And what has happened in my life and Luca's life is like, when we don't trust our gut, when we don't listen to that instinct, and we allow that, that sore to fester inside of the business, people are like, oh, no, this guy's all right, or this girl's all right. They're just, you know, it's just this one little thing. It will be detrimental long-term, not only to your business, but like to your emotional and mental health. Because like Lucas said, you end up caring for these people. 
you end up giving a shit about them, their families, and then you become this kind of quote unquote savior mode where you're trying to change them, save them, take all the brunt onto your back, carry the team. And that's not how a team works, right? We know this. We just do. When LeBron was just in, in uh, Cleveland by himself and didn't have a great support team, he didn't win any championships, right, until he had other players around him. So it's the same thing for you. You can't take everything on your back. You cannot change other people. And when you're talking about loyalty, guys, there's just some people, and this can be applied to relationships as well. There's going to be some people that just aren't right for you. And relationship building to me is relationship building regardless if it's business, whether it's significant others. We all make mistakes, and we're, sometimes you just get matched up with the wrong person. And when you find the right person, you know it because it, you fall into a groove. Yes, you still have to work at it. But this is why I'm telling you guys, you have to trust your gut. And that's why loyalty is such an important piece of playing the long game, right? The long game, loyalty, integrity. In my personal opinion, guys, the, you have to build your business like that team like you're building the foundation of a home that's in a hurricane alley or a tornado alley, right? You know that shit is coming. So you better not skimp on using the right materials, AKA bringing the right people in and dumping your time and energy into them, but not so much that it's to your detriment. It's the, that's the word of the day for me, detrimental. But So that you guys don't suffer through the process because I watched Luca do this himself. He is such a helper that he would put other people before himself. And that's one thing I'll say, guys, you cannot do. Because if you're run down, stressed out, burn out, everyone suffers. So you can't allow people to just, you know, plug into you and zap your energy. It's got to be a mutual transference of energy and emotion and adrenaline and love and all the things that matter. So guys, listen, we're going to yeah, wrap this up. I want to, yeah, well, before we wrap it up, I, want, I do want to add something to this um, because I, here, here's the thing. I know you've heard this before, right? I'm sure people have heard this before, right? Stuff like uh, King eats first, like take care of yourself first, right? Um, I agree with this, by the way. I agree with this. And then on, other, on the other end, you have this uh, philosophy of like leaders eat last, okay? Which I also had heard you, meaning like I, I, I believe in. So some people get confused. Actually, somebody asked me this one time, like, dude, like I'm confused, right? This guy's saying this, this guy's saying that. Like, what's true? Well, I mean, it, so you're personally, so personally, you got to take care of you, right? To have quality mental and emotional health and, you know, mental, emotional, physical health, also financial. But, but like when you are running a business, like let's get this straight, you know, on the leaders eat last thing, right? Um, because I, I completely agree with it. And I'll give you, I'll give you a scenario right now. Um, I think real world scenarios matter. I think you, I think you guys probably learned from me actually giving you an example versus, you know, keeping stuff in the ether and shit. But so a number of times, you know, one is right now is one of them. You know, we talked about like in a previous episode about now money, later money, you know, another Danny Meyer, uh, lesson that I learned is when you have a vision and like you're playing the long game and like this show has been a lot about the long game. You're playing the long game. I'm going to make a decision today that might be not so great for me, for instance, financially, right? Like, or the business even. Like, I mean, what, what I mean by that is not like great, but like it'll be tough, right? Whether it's cutting my salary, taking funds from here, investing. I mean, you, you know it too, as you know, some of the things that we're working on right now with, 
uh, with subs, like the investments that have to go in and, and you're like, geez, you know, um, and I'm, I'm not going to name any, any friends that like, also I know that, that do really well that own a big, uh, supplement companies where they were telling me that like, man, when they make the order, it scrapes the bottom of the bank account, you know, and it took them years to get there and all these different things like that to me is like, you know, leaders eat last is like, I, you know, I'm, I'm making personal sacrifices, a lot of them so that as a team we can grow. Uh, and not, you know, not, but, but just like for the bigger vision, right? That's for the bigger vision. So that like, that's going to happen. And honestly, if you're not willing to do that, you know, and you can take somebody like Elon Musk, right? Elon Musk sold when he sold PayPal, um, or to PayPal, right? When they comboed, I think he pulled out like 180, 200 million. Uh, and of course that's plenty of money to live for forever <laughs> over and over and over again. Guess what? He like literally invested all the money into SpaceX, into Tesla to a degree that like he, Tesla was about to go bankrupt. He put his, put his last like 25, 30 million in or something like that. And he was broke. He was dead broke. And then a couple of, you know, things left or right could have mean that was it. Like all the companies would have fell apart and there he goes having no money. Right. But he did it. But why did he do that? Right. He did it because he believed in it and all the people that were working for the company we're like, oh my God, like this dude believes in it so much that he put all his fucking money and he has no money. And this dude that's like massive millionaire now is broke because he's like, fuck it. Like I believe in this. And it made them believe and it made them go all the way in. Here's one and thing I, I want to point out guys, just not to cut Luca off, but like these aren't immutable laws of the universe, right? If you don't know what immutable is, Google that shit, right? These, these aren't unchanging. Like the, this is situational, right? It, it's all situational. Right? Are you going to stay loyal to someone that cheats on you? Probably not. Right? So loyalty is, is something that is applied to situations. Right? You're, it's based on what you believe yourself to be. But loyalty, same thing with leaders eat first or leaders eat last, kings eat first. But it all depends on what you're building and what you desire and, and the situation. So I, I'm the same as Luca. I agree with both. But remember, as you guys listen to this, we don't even want you to listen to us and say, well, this is the way it's done. No, you have to have common sense. I call it uncommon sense, which is you have to read the situation and use wisdom, whether that's yours or learning from other people that have done it. And then you still have to make the decision on what you feel is best, right? That's the only way to grow as a human being is you make a decision. You may make the wrong decision. You grow from the decision. You say, Hey, I'm not going to do that again. Same shit with, with employees, you know, doing shady shit, but you learn from it and then you grow from it. So at the end of the day, guys, like don't take these ideas and say, well, this is concrete. This is immutable. This is not never changing. This is the thing like, no, man, like it's got to be situational, right? Uh, with Luca and his business. Yeah, he ha he's had to. He's done both, right? Travels a lot, drives a cool car. Same thing with me, right? But on the back end, we're also, also the ones that when shit goes sideways, we suffer, which is the difference, guys, between being the owner and being a team member or an employee, right? They can just walk away and be done. Whereas we have mortgages and at one point in my life, loans, business loans and all these things. So he who makes the most risk should get the most reward. And that's what I want you guys to think about, right? We gave you, I mean, I don't know how much more we can give you on this topic right now, but at the end of the day, guys, listen, I, hopefully you're gaining a shit ton of value from this and you're able to look at things, you know, objectively and look at things through your own lens and listen to what we're saying and apply it. Because remember information without action is just mental masturbation. You're not going to grow from it. 
and then you're just you're going to be in the same place you were five years ago. So you know, one thing I'll say is, hey, you want to play the long game? <laughs> Put your hard hat on, pack your lunch pail, clock in. It's time to go to work. Luke, you want to leave him with any parting words? Man, it's like like anything else. I share like there's you you probably heard a lot. There's something that popped out at you. You know, maybe one thing, maybe two things. The key really is to you know, take that and do something with it. Um, you know, podcasts can be like, I, I love, like, I love learning through podcasts. I love learning through, you know, audible. Um, uh, obviously I, I read a shit ton. The, the key is like, you know, when I hear something, I might, everything else might become blank, but it's like, man, that one thing he said, how do I do, you know, how do I implement that? How do I do that? Where, where do, Oh, I'm going to go to this site and check this out. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to do something. I'm going to move forward with something because, you know, you listen to Fifth, like we will, we will put out a show a week for you know for the rest of the year, possibly eternity. Um, but the, what I'm saying is, like, if you listen to 52 shows this year, which would be awesome, we'd appreciate you for it, and we love you for tuning in as as because you could be doing anything right now. Um, but man, like, if you take an action, you know, big or small, 52 times this year after you hear each one of the shows, even if you do it only half the time, 26 times, you think that your life and your business, and just you know, like where you are and who you are will be in a different space. Absolutely. Like you'll be, you'll be a lot better off. And you know, that's the key is like, Hey, when you dwindle down this stuff that we're talking about here, you know, how do you take something and, and actually put it into action and you'll feel good, you know, cause when you do, you'll feel good about it. It'll build your confidence, self, self-esteem will give you momentum. And that's how you change your days. And that's how you change your weeks and months. And that's how you change your life. A wise man once told me action alleviates anxiety, but only a hundred percent of the time. Correct. So, guys, listen, thanks for tuning in to episode number eight of Joe, the business and fitness podcast with Luca and myself. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Catch you on the next one. Peace out.